0: You're through to the Place North podcast, your digital resource for the latest insight and analysis on all things property in the north of England.
1: Place North is looking to build on the foundation laid by Place Northwest over 15 years of covering property and regeneration, breaking news, hosting events, and providing forums for networking and debate. We're going to talk about the topics and issues on the news agenda since we launched our coverage of Yorkshire and the North East in March, and we're going to explain what Place North is all about. I'm Neil Taig, I'm senior reporter with Place North, and I'm joined today by Louise Hull, Business Development Manager for Yorkshire in the North East. Just to move on to our, the first of our sections, uh, the state of the market. Are you finding, Louise, that there's general optimism in the market when you're, you're out and about talking to companies at the moment?
0: Yeah, obviously, and we're aware that the market has its challenges, but... It's still very optimistic. You know, there's still a lot of business going ahead, certainly in Leeds, and you only have to kind of walk around Leeds city centre and beyond to see the amount of development that's still happening across Leeds, and it's fantastic to see, and that's not only kind of brand new developments, and in the 20 plus years that I've lived in West Yorkshire, it, it seems like there's kind of been constant development, but I'd say certainly in the last year or so, it's even more, as well as kind of repurposing, you know, older buildings as well. There's some established retail buildings right in the heart of the city centre that have been repurposed to kind of student accommodation so kind of that change in the certainly Leeds city centre and I'm sure beyond as well that that's apparent so I still think there's a lot of positivity in the marketplace.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree with that. For my part, I think there's always there's always activity of some kind across um, across property markets. Sort of what the the state of the economy it means something for property in some way. And one of the things we've noticed is sort of post COVID, and it's been very clear in the in the Leeds office market since since we've started doing coverage that the the thing agents keep talking about is is a flight to quality and people taking less space but better space. And and it's just been been really clear over the last few weeks. We've we've reported on deals in Leeds. With with Pexa with uh Rydalovitch Bolt Null R and B out LB and um, and GHD um, a great a great lead success story. And they've all sort of taken space in that sort of five to sort of ten twelve thousand square foot mm-hmm. market. They're all sort of putting space in there where it's really good quality and a place to, to meet clients and where the, the meeting space and the breakout space is, is as important as the desk space. It's not sort of there for everyone to have a desk all the time. So that's one of the things I've I've noticed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's um it's it's really interesting. It's such It's so refreshing to see how these spaces are being Managed and thought out, so it's not kind of like the space of old. And I think it will, you know, it, it's it's great to see what the future looks like. I think there's been a lot of change. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think the the other thing we should we should probably touch on here is the where there probably are more concerns is is residential. Um, obviously, Help to Buy ended last year, and then the whole trust Quateng mini budget, which put a cat amongst <laughs> the pigeons, put things mildly <laughs> last September, and I think things have been really uncertain across those so those markets since the, hmm. the sort of whole interest rate changes and everything there's been a lot of caution understandably because the whole mortgage market's become more uncertain so i think i do see a bit more uncertainty with uh, residential developers but the underlying factors don't change though There, there is still a um I need to build more houses and, and that's not going to change in, in the foreseeable.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And um, it, I attended UK Reef and one of the key themes that was coming out of quite a, num, uh, quite a lot of presentation was kind of, you know, how do we get past the, you know, the blockers in terms of building more residential? And um, there was uh, quite a few good ideas kind of floating around at UK Reef and it'd be good to see those come to fruition and actually support the market.
1: Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, excellent. Homes England were were very much front and center at UK Reef, and uh, one of the things that sounded really exciting about that was a partnership they announced with uh, Bradford and English Cities Fund, which is going to be a really exciting one to to watch going forward.
0: At UK Reef, there was a panel um, that was chaired by Alistair Campbell and representatives from various um, local authorities across the country. And the, the theme that kind of ran through the presentation, which the audience seemed to absolutely agree with, was what are the blockers? What are, you know, how can local authorities work with suppliers better and how they can improve the supply chain to work better together. And where there's models that work across a specific local authority, how can that model be adopted and shared with other local authorities just so that they're sharing information better, working with suppliers that are better, that are slicker and more innovative. So it's not kind of rocket science to a certain degree. It's just about how local authorities and suppliers can work smarter.
1: Excellent. I think that moves us on nicely to um, our, our next section on on key developments and development trends. Bradford's exciting. There's also a lot of stuff going on in Leeds. Uh, we've covered a few stories on Whitehall Riverside this year. There's been a uh, big news on the on the build to rent front there with uh, Glenbrook developing, which in a scheme backed by Legal and General. There's also movement on the office scheme, which Town Centre Securities have. Uh, progress through planning. It's an exciting time. I, I remember sort of Whitehall Riverside having a phase, big phase of development, sort of 15, 20 years ago, sort of up to a certain level, and then then things of and down Um, you've seen this over the years as well haven't you Louise?
0: Yeah for quite a lot of my work in life in in Leeds I've worked kind of along Whitehall Riverside and it's been great to see the you know the the, the regeneration across the area where the majority of uh, buildings sit now it used to be um, kind of a retail park and warehousing and um, I'm old enough to remember when you could you know kind of hide your car and park for free in the area for the day which was great Um, but it's great to see what you know what the area is like now and interestingly um, for many many years is now I've parked at Whitehall Riverside and I think it was only about two or so months ago that I, I was driving down Whitehall Riverside and the car park that's been there for many, many years is now being developed. Um which is probably the scheme that you're talking about.
1: Yeah, it's always a sign when the car parks disappear and <laughs> sandwich vans start to appear for, for lots and lots of guys in the uh, in highways. I wanted to talk about Sheffield here because I, I was in Sheffield for for a couple of days, um a few weeks ago and blown away really by the, the levels of activity there. There's, there's so much happening. Both universities are, are advancing big projects. and Splash are moving on with the next phase at, at Park Hill. There's stuff going on at the Sheffield Olympic Legacy Park, which is just an enormous opportunity. And in the city centre, it's been a real time of change. Again, guys in high-vis absolutely everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a an interesting... National story playing out in Sheffield in that the the two big department stores, uh, Cole Brothers store and Debenhams, are both moving on at the moment. They've both been both been empty like a lot of department stores across the country. Cole Brothers last week is right on right across from City Hall, pool. so it's a really important site for the city. And they announced last week Urban Splasher, their preferred developer, to to take that forward in a mixed use scheme. There's going to be a kind of market scheme in Debenhams, which is uh, not far away at all. And the City Council are investing a lot in the public realm around there. There's a lot of um, a lot of planting and just the improvement of public space along streets like Fargate. So I think in sort of a year's time and beyond that, Sheffield City Centre, just, it's just going to look incredible.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it, it's doing fantastically well. We're going to be working closely with Sheffield Property Association moving forward. And it'll be interesting how we can develop that relationship and, and work kind of closer, you know, with businesses across Sheffield and beyond.
1: Louise, can you tell us a bit about what Place North is offering to the market?
0: Yeah, sure. The key themes are Place Northwest has got a fantastic reputation. It became clear to me in my first couple of days in role that we are the voice of property in the Northwest. We've built up a fantastic reputation in the built environment network. We are known for our quality of news. It's very specific, very regional. People enjoy reading it frequently, and. The quality of our events as well. People enjoy attending, they're great for networking. We work with clients that have worked with us in terms of uh, sponsorship of these events for many, many years. And that kind of reputation has, uh, you know, flowed quite nicely, certainly into Yorkshire, where we've worked with clients that have got kind of a base in both. So, quite quickly, our reputation has grown exponentially in Yorkshire in the last three months. And uh, people are really excited that we've launched our 2024 event plan people are really looking forward to the likes of the industry and logistics conference we've already got a lot of interest in that Uh, development update and also the the social things as well Yorkshire's quite well known for some of the social events that they do but I think there's a gap for more so I'm really looking forward to us launching Yorkshire Place Party for the first time and our Christmas social and kind of the the events that align with UK Reef as well so yeah it's um, that's why people want to work with us I think we're known for you know our integrity and our professionalism and uh, our dedication to the market.
1: In the northeast as well we're seeing lots of interesting stories come forward. I've I've been sort of not taken aback but um, it's really impressive the the level of industrial activity around County Durham. It shows the the sort of appetite for for development and investment around there. There's there's some major schemes going on such as Integra 61, uh, Prime Point we've done a story on. But also in the cities Sunderland Riverside is a really major project it's been it's been really interesting to to sort of get my teeth into as a as a set of stories there's a a new footbridge and we always we always love infrastructure going in new bridges are always a sort of signal of intent for, for regeneration as far as we're concerned there's a food and drink element and a it doesn't sound exciting but there's a big new car park that's been opened up which sort of goes in ahead of the more the more interesting development in a way i suppose but it's, it's got a really interesting design I, w- I would urge people to to look at the story the architect is called tonkin Lu. Uh, they've won awards for loads of really interesting stuff down the years so, and so do look it up on a, on place northeast
0: and added to that as well as, as a as a teesside myself it's great to see the developments that are happening across teesside i'm really pleased about that
1: yeah, we've done stuff, um, done, a, done a few pieces there and uh, there's, there's always interesting things going on at the moment. I think there's, mm-hmm. there's keen public sector driving things forward. I think that links us in really with our, our next topic area, which is, which is leadership. And obviously there's been sort of fairly high profile issues around some of the, the mayoral issues. T's Valley, there's the stories there with the mayor, but the mayoral model is something that's sort of really being pushed forward at the moment. And it does in many ways seem to be the only show in town in terms of regional governance and getting full funding support for, for what you need. Uh, one of the interesting things we've seen has been the, the move towards uh, combining seven authorities mm-hmm. in the, in the Northeast and the sort of what's, ha- what's been happening there. The, there's a sort of sideline story with the Labour candidate and, um, the incumbent north of time mayor Jamie Driscoll is is not going to be in the running for this one by by the looks of things the Kim McGuinness, who was the the police and crime commissioner is going to be in the running as a it's a bit of a bit of a political bunfight really um but it's certainly something that we're keeping a, a keen eye on there are there are things moving forward I think in Hull and he's riding there looking at a combined authority there. Um, yorkshire and North Yorkshire are definitely moving this forward uh, and obviously the western York- west and South Yorkshire councils are already very much along with it Tracy brabin's been a very very high profile she has there yeah. for West yorkshire I think that's probably been but from from where you sit that's been a big difference over the last few years since tracy's been in
0: absolutely and um you know I think Tracy's doing a fantastic job she she's everywhere at the minute and you know kind of driving um activity across the region but certainly in the built environment Network she was very high profile at UK Reef and she's very passionate about kind of the, you know, and I know we're going to talk about this shortly, is the the transport networks across West Yorkshire and beyond as well. But she she's a, a huge advocate for, for the region and, and doing a fantastic job.
1: Yeah, I think we're in an era where sort of having a high profile leadership figure is absolutely vital, sort of even outside the mayoral model. We see sort of chief executives like Tom and at, at Leeds city council, who's been uh, who's always a sort of very steady presence. He's sort of been he's been in the role there for, for quite a while now, probably over ten years. And I think he's, he's seen as sort of one of those guys who've sort of been around, knows what he's doing, he knows the sort of uh each of the parts, the moving parts around uh, running a big local authority like that and how what a long term game a lot of this is. Things like the regeneration story on the the South Bank mm-hmm. in Leeds, which has sort of taken different forms and had different elements to it. There was Going to be a big HS2 player there and, and then that wasn't so you've got to sort of move with the times and and adapt and sort of work with different parties over the as things change I suppose. Moving on to know, our next area we were we were going to talk about transport it's it's always is it controversial in the UK is or is it just sort of generally um, something we're, we're resigned to talking about and people developing ideas which don't really get anywhere for lack of funding and long term. Yeah Inviting. <laughs>
0: I, I think that's right. Um, it, it's something kind of, you know, it, it's always on the agenda, um, you know, at, at any event you attend, regardless of whether it's linked to the kind of, you know, transport and infrastructure or not. Um, it was interesting when the Northern Powerhouse launched probably about seven or eight years ago now, mm. and kind of that whole, you know, transport piece and what, you know, how to connect the North and how the North could work better was was kind of number one on the list and then it's kind of fizzled away and as ever it's kind of a a shadow of what it was meant to be and and certainly you know we need to be linking the likes of Manchester and Leeds better and certainly linking kind of Yorkshire and the northeast better as well and and you know we're having all of these conversations we'd have conversations you know until the you know the cows come home but obviously we need to look at kind of what transport looks like in the individual cities as a starting point as well as linking up the major cities I think
1: yeah Leeds has quite at various points over the last uh, 20 years with a yes. um, tram projects and rolly bus projects and I think the talk now is sort of sort of the, the West Yorkshire mass transit system. Is there sort of much much chat about that from the people you're speaking
0: There is, there really is. It's it's kind of the hot topic. So at UK Reeve, Tracy Brabham announced that there will be spades in the ground by the end of the decade, um, you know, to, to finally get our tram system underway in the region. And I attended an event last week where transport and infrastructure was high on the agenda. And it was kind of the comparison to, to Leeds, the leads of city centre of now compared to 20 years ago when you could you know I'll go back to me kind of you know finding that parking spots you know on what is now Whitehall Riverside quite easily to kind of now you can see the development across Leeds every day and of course there's pain and it, it's difficult to kind of get into the city centre and get into your car and drive but that that pain is needed Leeds is looking towards a mass transit system and um, that works for for Leeds and the region and beyond you know in the, in the next 20 years and and I think that's fantastic.
1: Yeah, I think all all cities have to reduce reliance on the car. That mm-hmm. we absolutely we, we can't go on sort of, sort of with that. And there has been good work done in in isol not in isolation, but in sort of various parts. A lot of uh, the cities and towns within our regions have, have done great work at various points. So the last twenty years, improving their their main stations as a as a gateway. Um, it's been interesting the last. Um, couple of months we've been covering these stories. Uh, Darlington, the Station there, which obviously it's on the on the, the main line sort of between Newcastle and London isn't it and Wilmot Dixon uh, have run the contract there so I think that's started now so there's going to be I think it's 30 million pound scheme so that's an interesting one Sunderland station there's a big new entrance to to one of the sides there so it's going to be it's just sort of creating that that sense of arrival cuz railway stations as when they were developed in the UK were sort of in that industrial era um they were clattering into the stations, and there was steam everywhere, and everything was uh, noisy and loud. And so, the areas around stations haven't always been amazing, but it's been one of the one of the themes of regeneration over the the last uh, last couple of decades that people have looked to really improve the gateways. Sheffield have done it really well. Leeds very much improved. Um, there's further work going on there now, mm-hmm. I think. So it's it's always been an interesting area for us.
0: Yeah, and, and going back to Leeds again, I think many years ago it went through what was called a a once-in-a-lifetime change, and there would the, you know, Leeds train station adapted. But it's quite clear, because unlike Manchester, Leeds has only got the one train station, so it needs to absolutely be fit for purpose. And I know there's talk about it, you know, improvements and changes being made again. And if you do um, visit Leeds uh, train station, you can see kind of the works that are happening outside of it um, already. So it'll be interesting to see how kind of that space will be adapted again to, to deal with the increased amount of footfall through the station every day that's increasing all of the time.
1: I think one of the one of the issues that's been frustrating for us in in transport over the last few years has been the issue over the the extent to which HS2 gets built out from the from London heading through the Midlands to the North versus Northern Powerhouse Rail or HS3 or mm-hmm. whatever you would call it. Um, the Benign route is generally what um, I think is best uh, referred to. It's frustrating in that it always seems to be referred to as a well, you can have this or you can have that, and there's nothing in between. Whereas in reality, I think everything probably needs improving.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It goes back to kind of, we're living in a the, the global age where there should be better connectivity everywhere and I think it's uh, a crying shame really that we're still at that point where we're talking about how we connect the major cities across the north from Newcastle all the way through to Manchester and beyond.
1: Yeah, I think another Aspects of it, which is slightly underplayed across the media. I think probably everybody's guilty in that, but adding in the rural communities as well. One of the one of the first stories we did on on place North East in March was on the Northumberland line, mm-hmm. uh, which sort of investment cases have been made for and that's hopefully gonna all be going ahead and that'll open up. Jamie Driscoll again talked at UK Reef about, he's given some case studies of how that's gonna improve access to, to college education and access to jobs for the kids that are in those areas and who generally at the moment face those, those sorts of situations where it's uh, two buses and an hour and a half to get to college as opposed to 15 minutes on a train. And he was saying the, um, the dropout numbers from kids in those areas, who are at college in in Newcastle or Sunderland or wherever, it's absolutely enormous um, because. It's it's just really hard to do that for more than a turn so.
0: Exactly. It's it, it underpins everything. And you know, we talk about, you know, great developments across all of our, our major cities in the north and you know, you know, attracting businesses into areas and whatnot, but actually it's our transport that underpins everything. We we need the transport to work in order to get the people into these major cities and, and towns in order to, to work properly.
1: Yeah. It's all about getting getting people to places to, to do business, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. I think we've we've covered all the, the key areas that we we really wanted to touch on there as this um, sort of a, a taste of an introduction to the kind of areas that that Place North are interested in covering. Uh, from my point of view, all what I'd like to really say to to people in the market is is get in touch with us, give us your stories. We we want to hear from you. We we want to cover everything sort of in property. We're sort of across all sort of council and, and public sector organizations um, seeing what's coming through the, the pipeline there but we want people to come to us and give us their stories what what are you doing what where are the developments what's what's coming down the track for you so uh um, you know where we are louise what's your sort of take on things at the end
0: yeah same just to echo your comments um we're, we're here to, to support the built environment network we're, we're here for the industry and we're here to help raise your profiles so if we can support it in any way please do get in touch